Welcome to another great episode of Skip to the Good Part. Get relaxed and ready to enjoy some great conversations with excellent authors. But before we get into all that, a quick word from our sponsor, EditMyNovel.com. Hey, babe, what you working on? Oh, me? <laughs> Just finishing my life's work. You know, the quintessential great American novel. Really? Well, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah, I know. When I get done with this bad boy, my name will be up there with all the great American writers. You know, like Faulkner, Walden, Tolstoy. Uh, Tolstoy's Russian? He is. Um, I thought he was from the Midwest. Uh, anyway, my name will be up there soon enough. Hmm. Who's your editor? Editor. Do I need one? Well, from the looks of it, I mean, I don't see any punctuation here. Um, isn't punctuation optional? Hmm. Listen, go to editmynovel.com. That's edit-my-novel.com. Hey, Miss Punctuation, wouldn't that be edit-my-novel.com? <laughs> cute. You're cute. Uh, you definitely need their services. They've helped hundreds of authors finish their life works, uh, formatted their books, and given publishing advice. The whole shebang. EditMyNovel.com, your one-stop shop for all the editing assistance you could ever need. They're fast, comprehensive, and affordable. EditMyNovel.com. Very cool. Those hyphens really do pay off. Edit-My-Novel.com. Your book, only better. I'm Kara. And I'm PJ. And this is Skip, Skip to, to the, the Good, Good Parts. Part. We're so excited to have Lizzie Demilola Blackburn on the show today. She's the British Nigerian writer of Yinka, Where Is Your Husband? The novel was a most anticipated book of 2022 by Mar uh, Marie Claire, Parade, Essence Magazine, Ms. Magazine, Pop Sugar, and more. Blackburn won the Literary Consultancy Pen Factor Writing Competition in 2019. We're so excited to have her on the show. Lizzie, welcome. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Seriously. Okay, I have to have a fangirl minute because I adored Yizzy, Where Is Your Husband? Uh, Yinka, sorry. Uh, Yinka, Where Is Your Husband? I loved everything about this book. Um, her entire family, her mother, her aunts who pray for her to have a husband. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, I, lo I just love the, I loved her character. I loved her finding herself and, and accepting herself. And I just, I, this book made me laugh. It made me cry. Mm -hmm. Good tears. I just, I, it has such a big heart. Um, I, I just loved reading and, and I, I read it, but then I also listened to it on audible. So I got the, the British and Nigerian accents and I, I just, I just loved it. I just absolutely adored it. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you. so tell me, like, how how did you decide you wanted to 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 write this book? Where how did you come up with the idea? Um. So, funny enough, um, Yinka was your husband. Starts up as a, a short story um, that I had on a blog that I ran back in 2014, I think. Mm -hmm. So, the blog is called um, Christian Dating Dilemmas. So, yeah. I'm a Christian, yeah. and basically, at the time, I was looking for like a mainstream like romance fiction book with a Christian protagonist and I couldn't find any. So yeah, yeah. I, I decided to write my own stories and mm -hmm. I had it up on this blog. Um, and it wasn't like, you know, um, a very popular blog blog. It was like something that my friends and family just kind mm -hmm. of dipped into. Sure. Um, and then Yinka, um, her story was on there. And basically I went to this blogging workshop and I met this fantastic writer and, you know, as all writers do, when they want to improve their writing, I shared my blog with her. And in addition to giving me some really amazing feedback, she said, do you know what? I really love this character and I feel like her story would make a great novel. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like took on a challenge, 
quite blindly because <laughs> even though <laughs> I loved writing, like I never knew the the magnitude of like what it takes to write a novel. So yeah. I think for the first two years, I was just like winging it, starting and stopping. Like I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't until um, I read this book called Story Engineering by Larry Brooks, which I recommend to all the writers out there. I think that was my light bulb moment. And that's when I realized that storytelling is a craft and it needs to be like certain components in it, like, you know, compelling characters and inciting incidents, stakes, motivation, conflicts, sort of things that I didn't have. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um, And yeah, and from that point forward, I just started to invest in myself as a writer. I started to attend like workshops. Um, You know, I did a creative writing course. Mm -hmm. I read more and... um, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, in 2019, I won the TLC Literary Pen Factor competition. And um, that's how I met my agent. And yeah, and I worked with her to get the manuscript into a better position. And yeah. then I think 2020 in July, that's when I got my my book deal. Yeah, the better history. That's, that's amazing. And <laughs> wow. I, I love how you t- talk about writing as a craft, because it is. There's so much, I think, I think we... Th- People who haven't written a novel often think, oh, it's just like, like painting, like you just get inspired mm. and then you just write it versus there's a lot, there's a lot of craft. There's a lot of forethought, yeah. there's a lot of planning, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things in the, in, in the background working all the time, which is, yeah. you know. And editing as well. Yes, and <laughs> a lot of editing, editing and revising. Yeah. That is where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and also like learning punctuation. I mean, grammar, that's that's right? important like, too. That's important too. The mechan- <laughs> the writing mechanics, of course, of course. <laughs> I mean, no, that's that's really, that's that's really really cool. So this uh, this this other writer, she she kind of inspired you with with the Yinka thing. What was what was it about Yinka that made her think this would make a great story? I think it was just the concept. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, a thirty one year old woman being a pressure to settle down. And even though Yinka is of like Nigerian heritage and she's a Christian, I feel like that concept alone is something that a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. And, you know, it's been so amazing since Yinka's been out on the world. A lot of people have been messaging me saying, you know, thank you so much for writing this story because I am Yinka. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I'm feeling the pressure to settle down. Um, you know, I'm wondering if I'll ever find love. You know, I start mm-hmm. to question my worth and and things like that. So it's been really, really like heartening to see the impact Zinc has has had on people's lives. Mm-hmm. And it's also reminded them that they are so much more than their relationship status. Yeah. So true. Oh, very true. So, so Yinka has found success in the UK, but also she's found success here in America. So yeah. did you anticipate American readers like, you know, gravitating so much towards her character? Um, I was really shocked by how like welcoming, um, like how I think to just embrace Yinka and it's been, you know, again, so heartwarming and um, it's great because I was wondering whether they would get some of the references. So for example, the book is set in South London, Peckham. And if you're in London, like a lot of people are familiar with Peckham because it has like it's a bit of a, a character on its own. Um, it has um, its own identity and it's very, um, it's buzzing and there's a lot going on in Peckham. Um, so I, I just wondered whether they'd be able to really appreciate the setting of the novel because I feel like it plays a huge part mm. in, in the story. Um, but they they have and they um, they love Yinka, they love how relatable she is how quirky and yeah. 
awkward she is as well. Um, and it's been so nice doing like what club discussions with people in America and just hearing people with different accents, like just kind of, you know, go fangirl with my book. So yeah, yeah it just feels so surreal. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. And, you know, it's it's so interesting because I, I do when I was reading it and listening to it, I, I felt like I was discovering a new part of London that, you know, I've, I've been okay. I visited London, you know, many times, but I just felt like this was like a new, you know, wonderful like neighborhood that that, you know, I got to learn about. Um, and I and I what I love about the book, too, is that Yinka is really like navigating two cultures. You know, she's got her Nigerian roots and her family there in London, but she also has her British upbringing. And, you know, I I loved uh, how well you wrote that, um, how she's she's navigating those two things. I'm I'm come from a Japanese American family. So I, I know, you know, the story of intersectionality and how mm. how it plays into our identity and, and who who we are. Um, there was there was one, especially when she was trying, Yinka was trying to help her mom cook, but she was failing at some of the, the Nigerian yeah. dishes because she <laughs> just doesn't cook very often. And her mom was like, oh, you're so British. You're just yeah. you're just so <laughs> British. Like, what am I going to do with you? But um, I, I, I love that. How do you how do you think about um, Yinka and, and navigating two cultures and, and how does that relate to your own life? Mm. Yeah. So like I'm British Nigerian. So um born in the UK my parents um born in Nigeria but came here I think maybe 80s I think I think my dad came here before that actually um and so I've always been kind of like stuck between two worlds mm-hmm. so um because I wasn't born in Nigeria like there's you know certain things that I'm just not accustomed to yeah um and so when I go back home they always call me like British or or you born which is like white person <laughs> <laughs> you're like hello <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, but the same breath, like sometimes in the UK, in certain circles, I don't feel quite British enough. Mm-hmm. So I've always kind of been like straddling two different cultures. And I, I know it's something that um, a lot of people who do have um, two cultures kind of like have difficulty like navigating. Mm-hmm. And it's always this question of, you know, am I a good Nigerian daughter? If that makes sense, that I'm sure. kind of living up to the expectations of my parents and you know, I do want to be able to pass on the culture to my my children. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it's just trying to keep a balance is quite is quite hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. But I I just love the the way you write about it, and um, you know, I I I think it it opens it can open up an entire you know world to people, and uh, you know, I think that's great. Yeah. So and and you found writing later you know, like more, more recently, which the success you've had is astounding. Like it's, it's wonderful to be able to just, you know, take off like a rocket ship in this career. What did you want to do when you were growing up? Like, what were you doing before that? Yeah. So when I was younger, um, I actually wanted to be a journalist. So, um, I loved writing. Um, I'm not too sure if you're familiar with Jacqueline Wilson. She's a like really big children's author here in the UK. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't, what, I don't believe so. Yeah. yeah. Even uh, though that's, even though that is, yeah. that is my reading level. True. <laughs> what, what is, what is one of her most famous books? Um, the Suitcase Kid. Okay. The Suitcase Kid. And then the Tracy Beaker series. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. But she was my idol. Like I, I loved her books. So like she really got me into, just even her books got me into writing. Um, but I wanted to be a journalist. Um, but then my traditional Nigerian dad <laughs> kind of wanted me to be um, a lawyer. So 
when it came to choosing my um, degree for uni, we kind of compromised on politics. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't end up doing politics in the end. I, I ended up working in the charity sector for, for 10 years, um, which I ab- absolutely loved. And um, there's a reason why I decided to include, you know, the charity sector in, in Yinka. Um, but the reason why I decided to do more creative writing is because I did kind of like do a bit of like journalism on the side when I started my um, career into charity mm-hmm. and I realized that actually I don't I I prefer the creative freedom that I have with creative writing yeah. so when you like write an article you have to kind of like abide by maybe the newspaper's guidelines and um, you have to interview people and do a lot of research and um I don't know I just feel like I was quite restricted oh, I, sure. I just wanted my, my imagination to run wild and yeah, I, I just feel more comfort when I do yeah. more creative writing. Oh, yeah. You know, I was a journalist, too, and it was very frustrating to me just sometimes interviewing people because I was like, oh, this dialogue could be better. Like, you know, oh. you know I want to I fix your quotes, but I can't because yeah, this, yeah. this is what you said. I think you really meant this, but OK, <laughs> yeah, you said it kind of clunky, but I have to put it in anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that's great. I um. I really love um, all the secondary characters in Yinka, Where's Your Husband, um, her sister, her cousins, her her work friends. Um, they're all so well drawn. How do you how do you think about writing uh, supporting characters? Like, how, how do you how do you think about creating them and, and their use in the book? Yeah, that's well, thank you so much for saying that. Um, yeah, I did a lot of work trying to make the characters um, three-dimensional. Mm-hmm. So um, I tend to start off with the main character. And so, and it kind of like branches out. So sure. I look at, you know, what does, um, what flaws does the main character have? What strengths does she have? Mm-hmm. And I try to have like a supporting cast that can maybe like either teach her something or maybe Yink can teach them something. Mm-hmm. And I try to look at it as opposites as well. So, you know, Yinka's kind of like um, quirky and awkward, but her best friend Nana is more like cool and fashionable. Yeah, yeah. always put like together. Yinka. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you have, um, she's a Christian. Mm-hmm. And then um, Donovan, one of the love interests is agnostic. Yeah. So I try to look at, you know, okay, what, I guess, parallels and how can it be an interesting dynamic? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So I kind of work from the main character and kind of branch out. Yeah. And, you know, religion plays such a such a key part in Yinka's character. Um, uh, she she also, you know, because of her faith, um, you know, is a virgin in her in her 30s. Like she, she's mm. saving herself for marriage, which is something she doesn't feel comfortable, you know, talking about with with everyone. But it's, a, you know, it's a it's a personal choice. And I I felt it was so interesting how her faith and how she navigates that as well in you know modern times and British times and and, and how that off sometimes goes against I don't know if you'd say popular opinion or or just the norm of her you know social right. circle but um, she navigates that so well it's an it's an interesting you know dynamic for her because she's making these these choices that mm-hmm. are, have deep roots in her faith. Yeah, and for me it was like really important to include that because I wanted to remove the stigma yeah. from um, you know, being a virgin and practicing celibacy. And it's not something that I've seen before in like mm-hmm. rom-coms. Um mm-hmm. in fact, I think people expect there to be always like a steamy, sexy scene. Yeah. And I just want to kind of like 
push the boundaries and um, you know represent those people who don't always see themselves in in mainstream fiction and again like I said before a lot of people have messaged me saying thank you so much because you know I'm Yinka you know I'm yeah. saving myself from marriage and yeah. yeah I think it's so important yeah that, um stories are you know inclusive as possible absolutely absolutely and you know you can have an amazing love story or amazing journey of self-discovery without sex like you know you don't necessarily that's not a you don't have to have it which you exactly know, yeah yeah <laughs> you also i mean you, you tackle a lot of uh issues in this book um including beauty standards um and you know yinka has this journey where she learns how to love herself as she is and i think there's there's a lot of societal pressure there's a lot of family pressure um, for her to to maybe change to do do things differently, but she really she really does this this wonderful journey of finding her own um, self acceptance. What would you think your your message would be to to readers out there who maybe are also struggling with societal pressures and family pressures to be different um, mm. rather than just themselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the main message is to um, I guess be comfortable in your own skin and to to own who you are. Um, there's this quote, I'm not too sure who it's from, but um, it's basically, um, you might as well be who you are because people are going to judge you anyway. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, so and Yinka, Yinka was basically like trying to change herself for a man. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine if she actually, you know, ends up with the guy that she was doing that for? Yeah. She would have to keep up that appearance. That facade, she wasn't, yeah. Yeah, she wasn't being true to herself and it was kind of like, hurting her self-esteem and her confidence Mm. and you know hurting her from the inside so I would say just um yeah own who you are and give yourself grace as well Mm. um and also therapy is amazing and it's it's not something that you have to kind of commit to for a long period of time which some people feel like they have to do it's more so kind of like you know, checking in with yourself and feeling yeah. like, okay, if I, do I need to talk to someone about this? And I feel like it can kind of like alleviate some of the the pressures that we put on ourselves and some of the negative thinking as mm-hmm. well. That's that's so important too to get that that um, that other opinion that that person who can help you see things objectively that maybe you can't yourself. You're you're just too close to it, and so so many people do. I think feel like oh, it's just this long term thing that we have to mm. do. Whereas you can just work through certain problems or certain issues. Yeah. And then get a better perspective at the end of it. Yeah. Well, even, even just hearing all of this, it, it makes total sense why this is so widely accepted. Yeah. Why the book is, why, why so many people feel um, attached to it and and they see themselves in the book. It's, it's, it sounds like um, I, you know, uh, the, the format of this show is I barely read. <laughs> I can barely read the stop sign. So, um, so my my gorgeous wife is the one who reads everything, and 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 she talks about it. And I just, as a layman, kind of sit back and go, "Oh, okay, well, that sounds cool." Um, but it is, it is, it. Yeah. it is really, um, it it is really interesting though, because all these, all these different things that you're tackling in the book, you know, are are on the forefront of of a lot of what's going on in the world today mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. whether it be self-acceptance or identity or, um, you know, feeling comfortable in one's own skin, um, not, you know, even, even just, the uh, the mental health, um, of being in good mental health, going to therapy and things like that. So yeah. I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's not surprising being on the outside as a, as a person who hasn't experienced Inca as deeply as everyone else has. Um, 
it's not surprising that that uh, it's found such success. And I think it's I think it's really cool that you've you've been able to, um, you know, create a touch point that everyone can can be uh, a part of. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Man, no, it's, cool. <laughs> it's cool. So is there Yinka part two coming out? Are there other projects you got coming? Like what's what's on the horizon? Yeah, so um, literally last week, Wednesday, I handed in my manuscripts for book two. Um, but it's going to be the first of many light edits. That's just the process. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and before Christmas as well, so I can actually just like relax. So yeah. I can't say too much about it because, um, you know, it might change. It, sure. The title might change as of well. Course. But, it, you know, it's a rom-com. Um I would say it's quite un- unconventional, like Yinka as well. And um, I feel like it would have the same kind of world, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. as, as Yinka. Um, so, yeah, I think that'll be out 2024. So watch this space. Yeah, mm-hmm. wonderful. Wow. It's, it's not a sequel. Yeah. Wonderful. That's awesome. So I actually have an, a, a different question for you. You you talked about your, your family coming over from Nigeria. Have you been able to go back and and see where your parents are from? The last time I went back was 2016, I think. Um, yeah, my sister got married in Nigeria. Um, and it was so lovely just seeing, like, friends and family. And it's so funny because before that, I think I went as a child when I was eight. Mm-hmm. And then I have, like, all these aunties come up to me and say, do you remember me? Do you remember me? I'm like, <laughs> are you sure I remember me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At some point, you have to say, of course, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got a huge family back home. But, um, yeah, it was really lovely to kind of, like, reconnect to my roots. Yeah. So are you are you a, basically a rock star now? Like, like is oh. everyone like, oh, you know, here comes, here comes Yinka. You know, like, like is it is it, uh, it going to be, like, a, even a Sorry. larger homecoming next time you go down? <laughs> um, who, who knows? Uh, we do have, like, a WhatsApp group. <laughs> um and it's quite nice because when they've like seen Yinka in the bookshops yeah. in Nigeria, there's some pictures of it. Yeah. So um yeah, oh. that's that's lovely to see. It's <laughs> wonderful. Did any of your relatives feel like they were in the book? Mm. Did you get any feedback like that? Like, oh, I'm definitely the mom or I'm definitely the aunt or Oh <laughs> Did they try no, to put actually. themselves in there? <laughs> Yeah, I think a few people wanted to be in the book. Sure, but they sure. were say to me, "Oh, so which one, one am I?" I'm like, "You're not in the book. You're not in the book. It's fiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not supposed to put real people in here." <laughs> oh, that is awesome. So, uh, one question we've been asking all of the authors on the show is, "What is something that you feel your readers would be surprised to learn about you?" So I have tinnitus. <laughs> in my um left ear so i have a, a constant buzzing sound oh, which is yeah. really annoying so even when i write i have to have like white noise in the background i can't write in complete silence so yeah is, is that something you, you've always had or did it come on later in life it came on um i think 2011 i think okay. when i was at uni i was i was stressed out during yeah. exam season and then all of a sudden it starts off as a like a ringing sound oh. and then it kind of like um, transition to like a buzzing sound like five years later oh, so it feels like I have a bee constantly in my, in my ear. <laughs> and it's, it's all the time 24 7 all the time yeah oh. and it's worse when I like um like if I, if I was to wash my face and like keep my head down I, maybe because the blood kind of rushes to my head mm-hmm. it's louder 
Um, yeah, and oh. it's not curable either. So, oh, oh my gosh, because well, yeah. you know, and and of course, here in the states, we call it uh, tinnitus. Yeah, because oh, okay, you know, okay. we don't we don't know how to say anything. Um, <laughs> that's we don't true. say anything as cool Fun as you fact, guys do. That's true. But um, <laughs> you know, I, I've always thought I didn't know it was a like a I. I understood that people could have it, but I didn't know it was constant. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, and I've I've yeah. been blamed for giving people tinnitus. Um, <laughs> okay. so I'm contact tinnitus? N- n- I don't now, know. Now I feel bad. <laughs> well, that's yeah. awesome though. Yeah. Well, Lizzie, it's been amazing talking with you. I just I'm oh, such likewise. I'm such a fan of this book and I cannot wait for it for your next one in twenty twenty four. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah. appreciate it. I, I love your duo as well. I love the rapport you guys have to do. I think it's really lovely. It's all fake. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fake. After he's, as soon as we we stop recording, she just starts yelling at me yeah. again. <laughs> well, he's married to me, so he almost. I think it was in the vows. He has to. He has to do oh, my podcast. Was, those are long vows. You know, I wrote like, oh, I promise to do this, and then she wrote. It was like four pages long. I don't. <laughs> and you have to do my I felt podcast obligated. with me. And the... <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Well. Look, you know, I'm I'm excited for you. Uh, I'm yeah. sure all of your your readers are excited for you, and and greatly anticipating 2024 as being a banner year for the next evolution. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Thanks thank so much you. for being here. Oh, thank you so much. Cool. Take care. You too. you too. Wasn't that a great interview? Oh yeah, as always. As always. As always. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Skip to the Good Part. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being a part of this uh, this wonderful little thing we That's got right. going on in the romance literary corner of the bookstore. That's right. We appreciate you, the listener. And if you appreciate us, please leave us a review. Absolutely. Subscribe, share. Share with your book clubs. Tell all them book club people, those voracious readers. That's right. And please continue to read. Absolutely. Support all these fantastic authors that we have on you know, as you're learning more about them and learning more about their their books and their works and all the things that you enjoy about them, I'll yeah, just all keep it all up. the links are in the in the notes of the episode, so check them out. Absolutely. All right. Well, until next time, don't forget, skip to the good part. <laughs>